Now, the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot, of, a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So, I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. Greetings and welcome to a Friday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is August 23rd. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, doing great. The The temperature is broken. It's a uh, it's nice, oh. cool, cool night. It's, it's feeling very folly here in Chicago. Folly. All yeah. right. I'd love to hear it. Fantastic. The cicadas are quiet. You know, it's the end of the summer sound. Excellent, excellent. End of the summer, end of the PGA Tour season. Uh, we are off and running at the Tour Championship. Uh, JT took a big a, dump in the cup. <laughs> he did sort of squander his his margin. We have a three three way lead at three three uh, three players tied atop at Xander Shoffley, Kepka, and JT. There are actual numbers, so thank God they're doing that. They are actually posting, as far as uh, at least PGA Tour leaderboard, they are posting what they shot today. So. I got I got to shout out Deep Fried Egg for Who's his. Uh, yeah, what's that for? He uh, he made the UPS Shadow leaderboard. I saw that. I saw Antifaldo tweeted it too. Who made it? Do we know who made it? Deep Fried it Egg deep or fr- Antif- deep, deep Fried Egg? I think they could all be the same person. I, you know? yeah. Some people, I think, think deep fried eggs me. Burner know. accounts. Yeah. yeah, they have the UPS challenge, which is what the gross board on yeah. a Google document <laughs> with the <laughs> UPS logo on it. It's great. <laughs> Power to the people. You know, you might try, you could try to bury the real truth, the real story. What's really going on? Actual scores and how many strokes are being made from Thursday to Sunday night. But but the people. <laughs> will be a check on this uh, power of the PGA Tour. So the UPS challenge, chalice. I think this could become a tradition. This janky little Google Doc for the UPS chalice. It might, it might become one of the most visited uh, visited <laughs> web pages on the internet by the end of the weekend. <laughs> um, so we have a three-way tie at 10 under. Shoffley, Kepka, Thomas. Shoffley was a big mover, shot 64. Rory's one shot back. I mean, <laughs> and then Kuchar's two back at eight under. It's a uh, it's a loaded leaderboard that that's what you get when you have thirty of the best in the world. Like, of course, like the top ten, you know, seven of the top ten were going to be great players. Like that's has, just has there ever been a bad leaderboard in a tour championship? Like ever? I don't know. I mean, Bill Haas won. I, I but Bill Haas was a great player at times. At times. He wasn't that good. Was... I mean, great's probably a strong word, yeah. but uh, so it, what did you think? Did you watch much? I'm gonna guess. I wa- no. no, I did watch. I was, okay. I was glued to my TV today. Oh, good. I've been on the road and set aside a little time to watch the PGA Tour today. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't know who was playing well or what. <laughs> I just I, the whole time I was trying to think like, where did he start? You know, now he's here. Was he was he two under to start or was he even? Uh, I kept finding myself like googling like starting leaderboard. Just for the record, for the people at home, you just transitioned so well from being like, oh yeah, it's on my couch. I was watching. They just threw your hand up. I, was, I didn't know what was going on. It was uh, it was disorienting a little bit, right? It did feel like off, and eventually, I, I started to get the cadence of it. A little better like the 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 full leaderboard you know when they're like going to commercial or something would like reorient you to like what's like who started where but like you didn't you don't memorize where everybody started right you're like john rom's seven under well i don't know what that means like where was he to start you know i think i think you only could truly understand 
if you're living under par. Like if you <laughs> if that's the way you are, you know, it's the way to be, that's the way you are, then you memorize everything. I feel like live under par has kind of I think they've accepted its fate, the verdict of the people on that. Doesn't it feel like that's kind of receded? We're not getting bashed over the head as much with that anymore. No, it's just because they've had this this August, like ultimate August bullshit run. Yeah, that's true. There, there are so many competing campaigns that, you know, it's only so much time. Just wait till uh, next year when they roll out like all the, you know, young stars. You know, it'll be like Wolf, Morikawa. Morikawa, yeah. It, it, but yeah. I like those guys, but, um, you know. Yeah, um, yeah the, uh, it's... The, the day I thought was a little flat too. I mean, it's it's still the tour. It's, it's still Thursday, Thursday at the tour championship. I don't know. I forget who on the broadcast was trying to argue that it felt more like it didn't feel like a Thursday when with Thomas. I don't know putting on some green towards the end. I forget when. But and, and like anybody defending, I you know I've been obviously very outspoken about my feelings on this format, but like. You can't judge this format on one round or one tournament. Like I know, I saw one. Uh, there was one headline that was like called it like a smashing success or like validated the tour's decision. Let me f- pull it up. It's it's like that's the most ridiculous thing. It's like the tour gets it right with compelling start at East Lake. What's I mean... compelling? What it's like just like any <laughs> other tournament, like. <laughs> We got a bunch of guys at the top of the leaderboard. That happens every single week. Like, this yeah. looks like the leaderboard every single week after one round. I don't know about that, but yes. It's, what it's, do you mean it, you don't know about that? I think every other week, well. The, we see a ton of people within three shots of the lead. And today, oh, okay. Gotcha. We've got a ton I, I of people the, yeah. around within three shots of the lead. They wouldn't be 10 under, though. They're living extra under par today. A thir- Listen, a third, uh, almost a third of the field, a, a third of the field is within four shots of the lead. That is like actually like normal on the PGA Tour. Forty guys within four shots of the lead. So what are we? Did we overreact to the staggered start? Then, if we're where we're where we're at, where we normally be when everyone starts at level par. Listen, my biggest problem is the official win. Official win. I know. I know. I ca- I, ca- I can't. Get rid of that. That is the most ridiculous thing. I I've got a feeling that we're gonna get a uh, get this all dumped into people's career earnings too. No, that, that statistic gonna... is gonna get worse than it already that's is. That's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. Are you sure? Yeah, Golf, yeah. Golf Channel listed the purse of this event as like sixty million dollars. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. did Somebody they? tweeted it at me today. I didn't see that. Oh my god. It's just you can't you can't make it a tournament. You can't make it part of the whole. That's what I'm saying. This is going to happen. It just needs to be like the like Hero World Challenge type stuff. Like obviously it carries more weight than that, but you don't like bake that stuff in. Although they might bake that into career earnings, actually. Um, See, so something I'd like to see actually, like we've cut this down to three events. Like, all right, I I kind of like the. tour championship i like that the tour championship has history you know mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like what they've done they're doing the same thing that they did to the western open to the tour championship they're just absolutely like erasing its history so it's like why don't why isn't like the last event of the year like the last event of the fedex cup the tour championship and have it be like a regular tournament what are you talking about you mean like they had it last year? Yeah, you... but then, but then, hold on, just wait for me here. Okay, okay. And then you have like a giant cash grab with like eight guys after it. Yes, and like what? that's where like the big, the big, it, and it's more like a match thing. I and, think and that's, that's what it should be. I think it should be Tour Championship, West Coast, and then like. Even Monday, you could just do it on prime time. Monday is the cash grab part portion or something like that. Yeah, like know. you get into like how cool would it be like if you did like a one of the like horse race elimination things? Yeah, where you like knock guys out hole by hole, and maybe right. 
Like they start in stages or something. I, I don't know. There's all kinds of cool shit you could do for this giant cash grab because the cash grab, it, it's just like, just don't like the tour championship. Like you killed the Western open and now you're killing the tour championship. It was, a. Uh... It's interesting to hear Rory talk about it. I'm just not bought oh, in. He was Did great. we talk about this on, no. on Tuesday? I forget. He's it, just like, he said it on Wednesday. Yeah, that's right. Do so he's like, quotes? yeah. Oh, I remember. I mean, I've t- watched him several times. He's just like, I, I just came from a lunch with all the sponsors, which I'm sure they'd love to hear. And I was talking to them like, we have this season of championships and like, we want to think about this, this FedEx cup eventually trying to have a legacy. Right. And, and, the way a major has a legacy. And I don't think he was saying it ever get there, but like, if you really wanted to have a legacy, does everyone starting on different numbers really make sense? I mean, I, I applaud Rory. He's like, like we care about the money, but fans never care about the money. Like the cash grab part, like doesn't add to its legacy. Like it should be about 30 guys, 30 of the best in the world competing against each other for like the, you know, season ending championship. And I, I think it's fascinating. I wonder how many guys there like consider that. Think about that. You think like a Andrew Landry type or a Kevin Kisner type, or like they're just showing up and collecting their check. Rory's actually like thinking about like if this event wants to be anything, if you want it to have a legacy, like guys starting at 10 under and six under, like that that's not gonna like add any weight to it. I can't believe you're throwing shade at Kisner of all the guys to pull out. Yeah, I, you should have gone Jason Kokrak. I'm not throwing shade at him. I just don't think he's probably contemplating that kind of thing. What can the tour championship be? I like, completely agree with you, though. Like, and I agree with Rory. It's yeah. this, like that. That's the thing. It's like the tour championship is an event that has history too. You know, right? Like, right. That's it. Bugs me because they did the same thing with the with the Western Open. They just killed it. And they did the same thing this year with the LA Open. They're just killing events. Like <laughs> these are events that like have meaning. You know, if you go play Rancho Park in in uh in LA and you yep. you play there, like eighty thousand people play there a year. And they right. go and they get to the eighteenth hole. There's a, a plaque about Arnold Palmer making a thirteen on the eighteenth hole during the LA Open to lose the LA Open. Like right. That is a cool piece of history. And in 20 years, kids are going to be like, what the hell is the LA Open? It's the Invitational, the Tiger, the Big Cat Invitational. But but that's what I'm saying. It doesn't even I exist know. anymore. It's like the Western Open. Like people are going to say, oh, the Western Open used to be a major. What's the, what the fuck's the Western Open? Right. Like, right. and that's what the tour is doing is they're killing everything and they're putting their brand first. And, and by putting their brand for first, their whole mentality around this thing is so off. It's like, just let something happen. You know, like you don't always have to be forefront. Like that's their problem. Uh, you want another good press conference exchange that after we recorded? Yes. Patrick Cantley. No, this is sort of getting into the issue. Here's the question. What would be more meaningful to you, to win a major or to win the FedEx Cup? And Cantley goes, he like stared out into the room. It's just so befuddled. Is that a real question? He goes, major, for obvious reasons. Obvious reasons. Follow up. What are, what are those reasons? Because I think from a point standpoint, it's not obvious to people. So I think the questioner was trying to get at like these points, like why are majors have less points than like winning the BMW, you know, or, or like why are Tiger and Shane Lowry not here? I think that started with the question, but just to see his reaction, like what would be more meaningful to you winning the major or FedEx cup? He goes points. St- he goes, He's so confused. He's like, from a points? What do you mean? A major? I just want to win a major. He goes, <laughs> points standpoint, winning one of the first two events here, you get 2,000 points compared to 600 for a major. Can't lay. Okay. Uh, well, I think at the end of anyone's career, how many times did Nicholas win the tour championship? Anybody? No times? Oh, okay. See, no one says that. No one says, like, Jack never won the tour championship. But you know exactly. You know what? You know what they say? Jack never won the Canadian Open. <laughs> you do say, 
But you know exactly when he won the majors, where he won the majors, and how many he won. Like I said, I play golf for going out and winning golf tournaments. And so, so those are the premier golf tournaments that we play all year, and they're what I prep for most and get excited for the most. So it would be the majors. Yikes. Can you imagine that? You're the tour hosting this party, hosting this press conference. And, I mean, you can't hide from the truth. You can't run from the truth. You know, Ogilvy said something so insightful about the players. Um, he was like, you know, the thing about the tour is if they just sat back and didn't do anything, the press would eventually talk themselves into the players being a major. And they'd be well, like, they yeah, they'd be like, you got to call it a major. It's a major, you know, and the, instead of like it now being like the opposite where they keep trying to make it a major. And it's the same thing with this. Like, just let it happen. Like, you don't like these majors don't come about quickly like that. You can't just quickly create something that's a major. Right. Well, that's the whole problem. We've said we've said this for like this ultimate August stuff. Like, don't you know, don't even create the stupid ad. Don't give me, you know, don't give me something and tell me it's, you know, whatever, something out. Like we understand like you're turning all the only thing you're doing, honestly, is creating backlash. You're turning off your core audience. They're rolling their eyes at this, you know, Hideki Matsuyama and Justin Rose screaming like they're coming out of the tunnel for, you know, a Miami, Florida State game. And you're turning off your core audience. You're turning off the media is just going to roll their eyes. Like, let them organically embrace it and appreciate it. But that it does like, the tour has too much money. They have too many people with jobs. They have so many jobs. Like, they have 10 people doing the same job, you know, so everyone's got to justify having that job. So they create something or come up with some campaign. And what you have is just this flood of the market that like just turns people off, especially their core audience and the people covering it. So there you go. Done. Finished. Anything else on that? No, no. I will tell you, you my most, you got it. My most, the most amusing point, most amusing moment of the day came from Matt Kuchar in his post round press conference. Did you see this? No, you didn't see this. I mean, you're down at, at golf channel HQ. I'm, I'm back. I, I just spent a week in, t- in Detroit, t- you know, I tweeted it. I, t- I haven't been on Twitter very much. All right. So Kuchar just had an old dad moment. You remember at, uh, Riviera with the, whatever players meeting, he goes, what is all this live under par PGA tour live under par live stuff. Under par. All right. So this is that kind of moment, except it happened in a press conference. He goes, have you seen Brooks's photo, the body issue? He goes, no. If you want to see nude Brooks Kepka photos, they're out there. <laughs> Kucher. Oh, thank you. Like he and Tiger. <laughs> like he and Tiger share similarities there. So he thought they were nudes, like real nudes, like, like iPhone nudes that you send to somebody. So Tiger gets thrown under the bus. Tiger just gets brought into it and catches well, a stray. Because you know, you know, Cooch is confused. Cooch got, Cooch got like, you know, like face on bullet to the head from Rory last week or two weeks ago. I know he did. So, you know what? Like Cooch, Cooch deserves to, to to fire a few off after what he got. Just, he's so confused. Rory was standing right next to him and literally pulled the trigger. Because oh, thank you. Like he and Tiger share similarities there. Questioner, no, they're artfully done. Oh, oh no, not that kind of. He's now getting it. Referring to ESPN the magazine. Yes. Kucher goes, I thought you were really telling me. I I wanted to see that. <laughs> he wanted to see Brooks. Brooks is full nudes. I wanted to see that. He goes, All right, maybe next time. <laughs> what does that mean? Maybe next time? Oh, confused Matt Kucher is just the best. So that was the most entertainment moment of the day for me. Um, all right, outside of Atlanta, on the uh, European tour, Scandinavian invitation, we have Wade Ormsby leading by one. At the LPGA event up in uh, Canada, we have, I think it was Annie Park. Yeah, Annie Park shot a 65, seven under, these Brooke Henderson and many others by oh, shot. By the way, that tournament is in Aurora, Ontario. Yeah. yeah. I got a number of emails about it. 
I, I, I'm just telling you, someone the 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 broadcast schedule I was reading off had it mis uh, abbreviated. Uh, I apologize uh, for not looking it up. Yeah, apologies. And then the Albertsons, Boise Open, Grayson Murray. Wow, Charlie Saxon lead sixty fours. Where has he been? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna leave it there. Yeah. Everybody, 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 tweet your where you think he's been the last eight months. I was gonna make a joke, and I just uh, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna be good. Yeah, but everybody else, tweet us where Grayson's been the last eight months. You know, I was watching that watching that event tonight, months, whatever it Corn is. Ferry event. It is such a mixing bowl of people. Like, we've got Stuart Sink, who's like, he has that exemption for top 50 career earnings, but he doesn't want to use it. So he's out there trying to get a, you know, full, oh, uh, status. He wants to, he wants to stock that one. Yeah. He wants, he's 46. What? what? This top 50 career earnings is kind of a bullshit exemption. You know, what like is it? It, it's one year, right? Well, and it's, it just becomes, it's like, if you were like one of like the 30 best players of an era, you can use it's it like, because like the money just keeps going up. Yeah. It's yeah. not like you're going to, you know, like what's Jack Nicholas on the career money list? Like, it's not like, you know, I think it was intended as something that it's not. All right. Money list and killing the Western Open. You are, you are hitting all of your bases tonight. Um, well, no, we're going to do more on the career money list and flashback Friday. So you got Justin Harding, who's like almost on the top 50 in the world, has a master's exemption because he finished top 12. Stuart Sink, who I just mentioned, you got like. You know, somebody like Charlie Danielson. Yeah. Uh, Hovland. Yeah. So it's just a mixing bowl of you guys. You got Hovland, who got screwed by not getting points for an amateur. You got the, the shrimp. Ma- the master and commander, Billy Hurley the third. God, I can't believe he's back there. I feel like he won just like a couple weeks ago. No. Peter Uline. It's just like a, a Uline wild... didn't keep his card. Interbon Lahiri. It's just it's a nice mix. I, I'm 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 praying for Danielson. It sounds like he's having some real knee trouble. Really? Right? Yeah. Again? I mean, I think didn't he withdraw last week? They said he was having trouble and pain hitting like forty yard wedge shots. Oh, so God. yeah. It's not good. Praying praying for that guy. Hope he does he's, all right. He's four under right now. He's had a great year. Yeah, that's what they're saying. So good mix of people up there. Um any other thoughts? I did uh Champions Tour doesn't start yet. 54 all event up in Seattle. Back back to the three rounds. We got a juicy little tip about about uh the anchor man. <laughs> From an Uber driver. <laughs> Who also is on the Champions Tour, I guess. Or or, or dabbles with the Champions Tour. Yeah. Maybe we, maybe that's kind of, maybe we just demasked our source, our intelligence source. I doubt it, though. Well, I mean, uh, our source is somebody who wrote in his Uber. <laughs> <laughs> Not the that's... Uber driver. <laughs> so, unless you get, oh, no. unless people get to Uber, they are getting to our source. I mean, it's. It's secondhand from an Uber driver. I mean, Barry Hudson was driving Uber when he was he had broken wrist. I'm guessing That's he's true. not the only guy. That's true. You know, <laughs> I'm guessing there's a lot of Champions Tour guys, fringe Champions Tour guys driving Ubers. Lifts, Lyft and Uber. All right. Okay. Well, what did they tell us? I mean, are we, are we just so everyone understands, we, we typically vet a lot of these things. But, I mean, we're giving you the background here. Go ahead. <laughs> He said he's absolutely not keeping his putter away from his chest. He knows where the cameras are. And people, multiple people aren't signing a scorecard. And this is all stuff we've relayed already. Yes. And that there's a lot of chatter about him skipping the opens. He thought about skipping the opens? Well, he, he did skip the watch. He skipped one of the opens. And he played quite poorly in the other one. Like shit in the U.S. Open. Notre Dame. Places that might not abide by the, you know, hey, my playing partner's not signing my scorecard. <laughs> uh, all right. Those are sources from the Uber. I also got, I got a tip from the agronomy staff, a volunteer at the agronomy staff at East Lake. It said Bryson was holding up the whole agronomy staff because he's walking around 
know, like two or three putters in the practice round, just backing everybody up. Um, hey, real quick, what do you think of Eastlake? It, I mean, it's just because I hear like look, you can tell me I'm I'm out, out of line with this, but like, and uh, it's actually not a take; it's more a question. I, I I'll let you be the judge. They they're doing like the aerial, and I was just getting like strong like Firestone scents. Well, it it smells. Coming it was of a Donald like, Ross course, and then uh, they hired Reese to restore it. It's a classic restoration. Okay, that's right. A couple times, right? Has he done a couple? He Maybe yeah. It's essentially he he took he stripped the soul from Eastlake. Okay. The soul of Eastlake, you know, is the the philanthropic good that is done for the community. Yeah, it's yes. no longer the Absolutely. the cool Donald Ross course. There's no cool Donald Ross course. It's a Reese Jones course. Okay, so right. it would be really cool if they actually did restore it at some point. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard. It's long. It's narrow. But it's gotten easier and easier over the years, as you see, because you know what guys Reese does. Yeah, Reese just doesn't really know how to challenge a, a modern tour pro. He does what his dad said to do, which you know, in the sixties doesn't work in the two thousands. All right, should we uh, bring in a? Uh... Voice on the ground for a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's call up uh, Sean Martin of the PGA Tour. All right, we're at the twenty-five minute mark. Let's keep this to like how long's flashback? Going to be pretty long. It's not that. Long. All right, we now welcome in the PGA Tour dot Sean Martin, who is on the ground in Atlanta. Uh, how long have you been with PGA Tour, Sean? Uh, Two thousand thirteen, uh, like May, so more than six years. It's almost. Almost longer than I was at Golf Week, actually. How long have you? Uh, how many uh, tour championships have you covered in the FedEx Cup era? Uh, this is my second. This is your second. Tiger, and then this. Oh wow! Fascinating. They, say, they bump right. you up to the big leagues when you make it to the <laughs> tour championship, huh? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, so how'd the first day go? I, I thought it was great. I mean, I really did. I think. You know, I wrote in an article about pursuing that, you know, the guys who were behind to start the day that, uh, you know, the the behavioral economics uh, phenomenon known as loss aversion would apply and compress the leaderboard. And I think we've seen that. I tweeted, I don't know if you saw my tweet, but, uh, you know, starting the day, there were five guys in five shots of lead. There's now 12 guys in five shots of lead, I think. And it's a nice leaderboard. It's a pretty good uh, leading trio. And yeah, I mean, look, if JT shot 64 and had a, I guess, four-shot lead at the end of the day, then that would be tougher to swallow. But you'd also have a four-shot lead with uh, three rounds remaining, and now you've got you've got a, a good leaderboard up there. Let me let me ask you a follow-up here. With the Tour Championship, you're a known stats guru. Has there, sure. a, has there ever been a bad leaderboard at the Tour Championship? It seems... True. Yeah. I mean, there's a guy, uh, when I was at golf week, Lance Ringler would always say the best way to guarantee a good winner is have a small, uh, small 30 guys. Cause he yeah. was always, he was, uh, his favorite major was the U S open or, or maybe the open championship, but it was, uh, he always felt, you know, we're, we're talking about the winner's list of the masters and he was always like, well, you know, small field. And that was cause he was part of the Sagarin rankings. Uh, and so that was big for him. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, I mean, wh- what do you expect over the next three days? More of the same? I mean, we now have three guys quickly that are at, at 10 under. Are, are you a fan of this format? Do you feel like... What's the I dream mean, scenario? Do you feel like guys are playing for different stuff here? Or everyone's just playing for $15 million? I mean, there's guys at the bottom of the leaderboard who, I mean, they're still trying to play for... It's top-heavy for the top five, right? Uh, so... I mean, if you're in last, you're maybe still hoping you, you want to move up. I mean, you've got a four hundred thousand dollars safety net. Yeah. Uh, so you might as well try to move up. But I mean, I think I look at it. You know, even last year with the the FedEx Cup format last year, you know, you'd have as the week went on, more and more guys fell out of contention for the Tour Championship and fell out of contention for the FedEx Cup. 
and it, you know, they just, they didn't have much to play for really. Uh, I feel like, I mean, right now, like I said, we have 12 guys within five shots of lead. So you've got 20 guys who are still alive, maybe 15. I will say something. I did a lot of FedEx cup research today, a lot of tour championship research. And, uh, it's going to be weird because if you have just one bad tournament, you could conceivably win like five tournaments and finish 30th in the FedEx Cup final standings, which is kind of crazy. So it does kind of mean something in that sense, right? Yeah, and I'm curious. Though, so JT had a 10-shot lead over last. So he probably theoretically would have had to shoot. I mean, gosh, he'd probably have to shoot 300 to finish last. Huh. Which, let's be honest. Yeah. I mean, it would have to be really bad. Or his his ACL. A driver. Case of the driver yips can do do all kinds of things to a player. I was surprised. The roughs. The rough is thick here. I mean, I was watching a guy. I I know. I know the first first round hack an eight iron out of the rough from one eighty. But I was still surprised there weren't that many scores over par. I mean, Xander shot sixty four. There was like four sixty sixes. I think it is because. Once you do get in the fairway, you do have a lot of wedges in your hand. So, what's the dream scenario? A playoff? I haven't had a playoff in all of 2019 and on the PGA Tour. I haven't had a, that one seems playoff. so crazy. We talk about how deep I know. We talk about how deep professional golf is and how the margins are so slim, and yet, I mean that that's the dream scenario, right? Of something like Kepka, Rory, or something like that for 15 million. They each take when, uh, clothing per per hole. Remember when JT and Spieth were very briefly tied for the FedEx Cup lead in 2017? And, uh, <laughs> there was that dream JT Spieth best friends forever uh, playoff. Vaguely remember that. It was like Vaguely. it was like a minute where the calculations just worked out properly. That's the thing that I like. That's what I like that we're rid of is I, most people don't know how. Let's be honest. A lot of people don't know how prize money is distributed beyond first and second. And yeah. so you have that weird thing where a guy would bogey to fall from a four-way tie to fifth. And now a guy in extension of the FedEx Cup is now in a three-way tie for fifth, which gets him 35 extra points. And all of a sudden he moves ahead in the projections because of something some guy did three holes ago that had nothing to do with him. Like that, I mean, that's that's basically the Steve Sand stuff that just kind of blew people's mind. It's not hard math, but people are like, well, wait, why did this guy's bogey who's not in contention changed the standings. Right. Right. We didn't know why, why it was happening. All we had was this list of what was scenario. I think, uh, yeah, I think just maybe a, a final group shootout with two guys. I don't know. Brooks Rory, maybe redux of St. Jude with a maybe different Sunday. Uh, Rory, I thought it was interesting. I mean, I, I thought, I think Brooks has player of the year locked up. Rory was trying to make a case, uh, and he was asked about it, so of course he's going to make a case. But making a case on a Wednesday that if he won this week and won the FedEx Cup, that he has a case for Player of the Year. Aren't they building a new headquarters at PGA Tour? Like a headquarters yeah, I, building? I don't know what this has to do with the Tour Championship format. Because yes. if Rory wins the players and the FedEx Cup in the same year, they're going to build a statue in front of the new <laughs> headquarters. Just put, He'll be the, the Prince of Pontevedra, the new headquarters. Bag, bagged them both, FedEx Cup and, and Tour. That'd be actually something. I wonder. I wonder if we could get a graphic put up uh, with those. I mean, maybe tomorrow we'll see. Has anyone won the FedEx Cup in players in the same I year? I don't think there has. Tiger, maybe. Tiger. Tiger. No, Tiger did oh. it in 2013 and uh, and 2001. 2001 was pre FedEx Cup era. I don't think. So, it, yeah. I don't think it's happened. Wow. How about that? Stenson didn't win the players. No. Right. Not, he won not, in 2009. Uh, but that was the year. Uh, Tiger won his second Fedex Cup. Siwoo Kim didn't win the Fedex Cup. <laughs> Not, yet. Right. Not yet. Not yet. Yes. Andy, what's your dream scenario? I'll tell you uh, my dream scenario. That doesn't involve the thing crumbling in on itself. I didn't know. Like that, that would. Way. That was not. So I, here's. Here's. I think. I, to, I have a dream you scenario. Transform, you have to transform your thinking. It's not a. I mean, I know it's an official win. I get it, but it's not a tournament. It's a determining of the. It's a FedEx Cup finale. It's not a right. tournament itself. All right. I'll tell you my dream scenario. Yeah, tell me that. A UPS player, sponsored player, oh, has, has never finished better than seventh in the FedEx Cup final standings. Was that Louie. Oh, it was Louie. Okay. 
And uh, so I, I'm going to see a, a Friday, Saturday, Sunday Louis charge. He's going to get himself up up on the podium. All right. Hey, Very while tough. I have you guys, uh, I want to have a brief, brief rookie of the year conversation. Who's the rookie oh. of the year? Oh. Come on. It's not even a question. It's not? Yeah. All right, let me Sun hear JM. Come on. I think there's – look, I'm not saying that Colin Morikawa shouldn't get it, but I think there's a case to be made. Is he eligible? Yeah, he is eligible he now because he's a member. He just did play enough events. You can't. You know, that'd be like given uh, a court. Didn't Sanjay only <laughs> skip like two opposite field events and that's it? Hasn't he played like every week? Basically, yeah. He's the Iron Man. He's like Cal Ripken of, of, the, of the PGA Tour. It just you know? it, it bothers me when everyone's like, oh, he leads in round to the 60s and birdies. I'm like, well, yeah, because I mean – I, I tweeted today. He's played 18 more rounds than anyone else. He's got just a boatload of top tens. Like you, you're, I value consistency. Whoa, 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 whoa. Boatload. He has seven in 34 starts. Where <laughs> Kyle had three in nine starts. Whatever. You know. You gotta go. You kind of are backing me down. You're punching. They me both in the have face the same right amount now. of top four finishes. One I'd did be, it in nine starts. One did it in 34. I'm fine with. I'm fine with more cow winning, but I don't think you can give it to him. Like it'd be like. Giving like part of being a tour player is going through a full season because there's ups and downs, as we saw sure. with Camera Champ. Like Morikawa essentially played like Camera Champ's fall. Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Like I don't, I'm not saying that Colin Morikawa necessarily should get it, but I think that it should be more of a debate. And then I think what it does come down to, and you explained so well, is Sungjae did it over a full season. Colin did it in a brief summer, and yeah. so I think. Sungjae has the favor there, but I think I think it's just at least worth an interesting debate. You know, Sean, you're going to be able to remember there was, you know, I, you love Hideki. Hideki's always going to be your first love, but there was always the summer of Colin. <laughs> well, and Wolf. I mean, let's not forget Wolf. That that there's a couple months where your your true love. And well, I tell people, I'm like, look, I just tweet out, like, I mean, the engagements on, like, Morikawa facts for a while there were, like, ridiculous. So, I'm like, look, people want it. So, I'm just going to keep pumping it out for the engagements. Is, oh, is this, like, motivated the most... by engagements? That's pathetic. <laughs> is, this uh, the, is this the most underrated Hideki season? Underrated? I think it's up there. I was talking about, uh, today with someone with it, like, Cantlay's season underrated. He's second in strokes uh, game yeah. total. Dude, yeah. Cantlay's a monster. He's people he's, don't, people don't win as much anymore. You had what? Brooks has three wins. A couple guys have two. Like Rory's having this amazing season. He's won twice. Right, right. Just doesn't happen. That's it. Doesn't happen like it used to. You know what? Cantley Cantley's uh, ball striking stats. So last uh, three years, so he's thirteenth off the tee and twelfth approach this year. Last year he was. Uh, let's see, he was. God, this is 10th and 19th. And the year before, when he made the tour championship basically with no starts, was 11th and 25th. Yeah, he's top 20 in all four strokes gain stats this year. Fascinating. He might be the best player in the world. Might be. Non Sabatini. I don't know if I'd go that far. Well, I'm saying say Sabatini was the best player in the world last week. Man, I say he was wearing a great t shirt. After the last round in Northern Trust, and I couldn't get my phone out quick enough to get a photo. His his shirts are just the best thing. I got a story of someone drinking with him in Chicago. Not Andy. And we, no, not Andy. They wouldn't even share the details of it with me, but they said he was speaking in Slovak Slovak for a minute. Really? Yeah, people were calling him out on it. And he started speaking in the language. So uh, that's all I got. I, they wouldn't even share the the other the juicy details. Um. All right, can we do a quick lightning round? Sure. Who is the most, who are you most surprised is here? You can both can answer this. The most surprising player that made it to East Lake. Uh, Sean, go first. Man, uh, I actually have to pull up the leaderboard just to get most All right. my, my, my answer is you're going. Jason I, Kokrak. I knew it. Dude, there was a stretch in Florida where Kokrak was amazing. Actually, no, Corey Connors, since he, he came from Monday qualifying and, and then he was getting the conditional status, status no starts. Corey Connors, uh, also top 10 in both strokes gain off the tee and approach. Just yeah. uh, bad putting stats. 
And he, uh, got, he only got like 18 starts this year. I gotta be surprised. I gotta, be, I gotta admit, I'm a little surprised. Uh, Louis here. I don't quite. I know he finished second. I think. I don't know. I don't know what Louis done this year. I know he's probably contended in a big event, but I don't know what he's done. He's just he's the man of the shadows. You don't see him on the coverage for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah. He's buried. Um. All right, it is a little surprising he got down. He got there. Uh, who are you most surprised didn't make it to East Lake? Uh, that you, I don't know, say could be a month ago, could be sitting there in January. Who are you most surprised didn't make it to East Lake? I think Tiger a little bit. I mean, we just didn't yeah. think that after the Masters, you didn't think that he was going to have the physical troubles that he did this year. Spieth. Yeah, I think that's Spieth. Spieth, two years think... in a row. I think Spieth's season to me is amazing. I mean, the guy was completely lost with his full swing, and yet he had a season that like a lot of professional golfers would be totally happy with. Do you want to hear something crazy? Yes. Of course. Do you know what Jordan Spieth ranked in strokes gained off the tee in 2013? 2013? Yeah. I'm going to say it wasn't good. I'll say 160. Seventh. Oh, seventh, seventh. He ranked one forty-seven this year. How did that? How was that? How did that figure? How do they figure? They have like a couple. How do good they rounds. figure? That's what he ranked. That's what he like. He was seventh, you. seventh off the tee, twenty-fourth approach. Remember Tw- what he did. Twenty fourteen. He was. He was, uh, he was ninety-six. And 57th. But he had like two good years. 2015, he was good too. Yeah. All right. He was pretty good in 2015. Spieth and Tiger. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm a little surprised Tiger didn't at least get in the field. Um, all right. What is your favorite thing about this event or covering it? Covering it for you, Sean, since you've actually covered it. I've never been to it. Andy, you've never been to this, have you? No. Maybe next uh, year. I think I know guys don't talk you know they talk about like oh the money doesn't matter and i don't play for money and i'm just going to invest it and but i i I have to think and charles howell kind of said it now granted charles howell is completely out of contention i think he's in last uh no he's not but he's i don't know he's not oh he's actually t17 but anyways but uh he said he's like look 10 million dollars gets in your head and charles howell you know i mean some guys are different than but i just I think that's true. Like, I think that there is a mental aspect to this format and this tournament of like, look, two shots over 72 holes is nothing. But I think there's also something to be said for like Justin Thomas and other guys in that position are proud players. And like, they don't want to lose a tournament where they've given strokes to their peers. And so I do think like, I think that plays into this a little bit. And I like do- that. I, I think I think I that's right too. I think we've been underrating the psychological effect of like actually having the handicapped lead. Yeah, and then like you are Rory, like you have that to fall back on. Like if you don't win, you're like, ah, I started five back. Like I'll give myself a little grace for that. So like I think between the increase of fifteen million, like which, I mean, ten's a round number. When you get past ten, it's like crazy number. So I think between the amount of money. Uh, and then this format with that kind of psychology, like, I just think there is a psychological aspect to this. And I'm kind of curious now that George, or Justin's lost his lead, like what happens next? I don't know. I, so I think that over the years, and obviously this is one instance and next year, you know, the leader could shoot 64, 64 and be ahead by 10 with two rounds to go. But like, it'll be curious after like three or four years, if it's a trend, or if it's just a one-off, but I feel like there is that kind of mental aspect to it. You know, I got a I got a little quote for you that I'm a I'm gonna pull out of my flashback Friday. I'm gonna put it put it to your supporting case. Justin Rose said one year, we aren't gonna say when. It's a different. It's it's kind of a different pressure playing for ten million. It gets in your head more than other golf tournaments. Other golf ter- tournaments, it's more routine. But this week, it's not routine. We talk about it all year round. Uh, all year long and suddenly you have to walk the walk and he did a great job of that today Hmm. interesting gets in your head yeah 
So it does. The money. A lot of these guys say they don't care about the money or they're not playing for the money. But I think it's always, a front. I think it's and they always talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. What is your most favorite random obscure memory or fact that you have on the top of your head? You could throw it about us. the tour championship. Yeah, within yeah, that's not a long yarn that you have to tell. Uh, Bart Bryant winning by six over Tiger. It's the worst <laughs> defeat of Tiger ever when he's finished second. So that's pre FedEx Cup year, obviously, yeah. right? See, Bart Bryant. Bart Bryant. He wouldn't have done that if Tiger had a ten shot lead on him. <laughs> Mine's probably the FedEx Cup wrap, but we won't break. We won't go into that. You can Google it, folks, if you want to hear. Mine honestly that. might be the FedEx Cup trophy getting delivered by a FedEx Cup guy today <laughs> this year. Was it Andrew Landry's dad? Pretty cool. Is his dad a FedEx Cup driver? Is it, well, a FedEx driver, not not the Cup, but oh, not the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I asked the guy who delivered a package to my house about like what he thought about the FedEx Cup changes. Do you ever he's take like marketing? Ago, and he or, had he had no on. interest, and in, he's like, "What?" He, he had no idea what I was talking about. Did you ever take marketing one hundred and one? And they're like, "Yeah, if you look closely in the logo, it's an arrow." No. Yeah, because no. they're moving packages. Got it. Cool. Something uh, to think what, of when there's a ne- the next Friday uh, logo. There you go. Uh, Andy, we'll, we'll use the favorite obscure memory question for, for as a jumping point for Flashback Friday. You want to take us down that road? That's Smart, Sean. Smartin, you're going to stay on, right? Sure. I feel All like right. Flashback Friday, you'd be a way better Flashback Friday host than I am. But you can also sprinkle in your all the random facts you have bouncing around in the head of yours. Sure. You know what year we're going back to? There should be a. I've I've dropped some hints. It was the year Louis Eustace finished seventh. Two thousand ten. Two thousand twelve. Okay. Uh, Snedeker. Snedeker. I'm yeah. going to contend that this was the best FedEx Cup uh, of all time. The tour championship or FedEx Cup? Whole thing. FedEx Cup. Okay. There's been there's only been twelve, right? What are we at? Twelve? Snedeker was like the perfect intersection of like a good player, but he was like, This money like changes my life. I feel yes. sure. he so actually give it all give a lot of it away. He actually made more than he had made his entire career. He he wow. he more than doubled his career earnings this week. Interesting. Um, big jump up the career money list. It, the FedEx Cup bonus doesn't get in your career money list. No, it doesn't until this year. No, although we have questions about that. No, it does. It's not. It does, no. They're not going to put. How are they going to divide it out? It just doesn't go in your season earnings. But there's no graduated purse just for the separate tour championship. No, no. Brooks has won the money title. What about for the OWGR championship? <laughs> Shush, hush, hush. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's get back to 2012. So I believe this is the best FedEx Cup of all time. Brant Snedeker wins. You know who Brant Snedeker beat to win the FedEx Cup? Uh, 2012? You guys serious? Rory. Rory. Rory and and Tiger. Yeah. Because that was Tiger's first wins. in like three years, and then Rory won two of the playoff events and didn't win. So here's this guy. This is like what playoffs are all about. A guy rose to the occasion and beat the two best players in the world at the time. Yeah. yeah. So Snedeker. It's like a team getting hot in March Madness. You know, yeah. you know who finished last uh, in the 2012 Tour Championship? I don't. You want to take a guess? No. Brendan? Um, uh, Charlie Wee. Uh, no. Brendan Todd. Uh, Lee Westwood. Oh. Well, that's not surprising. It's you know, a ball striker's course. They, they, well, they like, sabotage him. They come, sabotage the brown guy. The big brown. Like, hold the on. There, there are some Westy facts in here, all right? You blitzed me. This is, you know, this is un- unnecessary. Right, Wesley had a shot. He he was eighth. He barely played any Fed, uh, uh, PGA Tour events. Yeah, well, he played this one. He didn't he play played, very he well. He finished third in the Masters that year, too. 
Of course. So uh, Snedeker starts the FedEx Cup 18th. You know, had a good year. He won, uh, I think he won the Wyndham. Um, and he notched a second place at the Barclays, a sixth place at the uh, Boston. And then yeah. he was like 57th in the uh, BMW. And then he won. So, he, like, he had a good playoffs, too. Like, he did what he did. He survived in advance. He won. So he came in to East Lake fifth. He had the his own, you know, he controlled his fate and won. Um, we already went over the Rose uh, quote. Um, so he doub- he more than doubled his career earnings. So McElroy came into the event. He had won the last two playoff events, and he'd won three of his last four tournaments, which dated back to the PGA, which he won by eight shots. Kiowa, yeah. yeah. So David, David Lynn's shining moment. <laughs> David Lynn, yes. That and the playoff with Derek Ernst at Wells Fargo. Yeah, that's that's right. He's kind of a mad man, David Lynn. All right, that's a separate uh, podcast. Will, Will Gray, huge David Lynn guy. See, smart Kooky. problem with Smartin on here is he's he's got he's already two steps ahead of me. Oh god. Oh man, sorry. Okay. This might be Rory's best year ever. No. Twenty fourteen. All right, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this Rory, year might be. Do you know what Rory's strokes gain stats were in 2012? I mean, he had to be off the tee. He was number one, I'm sure. Number two. Oh, wow. You know what he was approach? Uh, fourth. Number two. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. He, so he won. Uh, he won the Honda, which was his first. Uh, it which he beat Tiger. Right. Oh yeah, that was when Tiger was wearing the all white shoes and shot that sixty two. Yeah. There you go. So he beat Tiger to get to world number one for the first time ever. Oh yeah, we're still in the Oakley and Jamira estates. Yes. Phase. Yes. <laughs> this is important. This is an important <laughs> note for later. Okay. Jamira. So he went. He wins five times. What the Honda was the first win earlier in the year. He finished. Uh, he finished runner up at the match play. And the Dubai tournament early in the year. This one he lost to Hunter Mayhem when yes. Mayhem shanked it. Yes. <laughs> Previous flashback noted okay. that Hunter yeah. Mayhem won this. Um, so then he wins. Uh, I think he won the Wells Fargo. I, I wrote it. I wrote it down. No, he didn't. He didn't win the Wells Fargo. He finished runner up at the Wells Fargo. He won the PGA. Then he wins two playoff events. Um, finishes second in the FedEx Cup. Wins the Ryder Cup. And then he wins the DP World Tour Championship. He had four runner-up that year also. And awesome strokes gain stats. You know what uh, happened in 2013? Uh, that was his Fox. last year. That was the first Sign- time. Signed with Nike. Signed big, with big Nike. Fireworks. Signed big with Nike. Announcement with fireworks and all this stuff in uh, Dubai in like January or whatever it was. Yeah. Think about that. Coming off, uh, like we've never seen Rory hit the ball like he hit it that year. And he signs with another equipment company. It's never the same. I mean, <laughs> never the same. Second in, off the tee, second in approach. That's yeah, like tiger wide, shit. In 2012 worldwide, he had 11 top three finishes and 24 starts. Insane Insanity. Never again the same. Uh, 2014 you wouldn't say approximates that no doesn't touch it second I mean, we litigated second, all this in 2013 second, and second, second he was second in off the tee and approach we litigated all this in but, 2013 but anyways uh tiger let's not forget about tiger he uh he was the second best player in the world he won the API, won the Memorial, um, won the AT&T National. You know, first win since the uh, fire hydrant. It was, a, it was a great year. Yeah. So he came into the year ranked 17th, finished third. Um, and, you know, that was, uh, that was the year. Brad Stoker, best, best FedEx Cup winner of all time. That's your favorite FedEx. You think that's the best FedEx Cup finish? Not yeah. Furyk in the rain. Well, in, in the final round, so the final round, they all entered the final round within four shots of the lead, and Snedeker won. 
Rory and Rory and Tiger sh- uh, shit the bed. Snedeker rose to the occasion and won. So pretty incredible. I got a couple other stats here. All right, let's hear it. So in 2012, uh, it was the only time that two UPS players ever finished <laughs> in the top ten of the FedEx Cup. Also, did you know that the Bitcoin boy ranked third in strokes gained off the tee in 2012? Charlie Belgian? Yeah. Oh, someone was sending me sending me Belgian stuff the other day. He's posting all these crazy like Bitcoin like memes to his Instagram account. I guess I got a Charlie Belgian follow not long after he was on the Shock and Start pod. Doesn't surprise me. He's He's out there. He's out there watching. He's watching all of us. He won the U.S. Junior. Yeah. At uh, Atlanta Athletic, actually. So he has ties to the area. There you go. I can't believe he was third strokes gained off the tee. He killed it. I mean, he bombed it. You want to know a big thing to watch this weekend? What's that? A stat or a trend or a person or what? Chez is going for his best finish ever in the FedEx Cup. Do you know what his best ever finish in the FedEx Cup is? Chez? It was the year he lost to Webb in the playoff at Deutsche Bank. So it was 2011. <laughs> Probably finished. Smart as it all. What did you just say? Did you just guess? Tenth? Yeah. Oh, my. Unbelievable. <laughs> By the way, I wasn't looking at I was looking up Charlie, who Charlie Belgian beat in the final U.S. Junior. I wasn't looking up. Uh... <laughs> yes. So Ches Revy, uh, with a finish of better than tenth, will... Have his best FedEx Cup finish of all time. God, you could have stumped me that he finished tenth in the 10th. FedEx Cup. Before. I know those were like those are some of the years of like peak volatility, and so he was he had a runner up in Boston, and you just skyrocket. You're looking up who Belgian beat in the U.S. Junior. Yeah, Zach Reynolds. I feel like he beat. There were some decent names in there, but I can't find it. Yeah. All right, that's it for Flashback Friday. I I got into this rabbit hole, and it, there'll be more about it this weekend. Sounds like you were doing getting into some big big research, big data. Yeah, what what started it all started because of a, a Smartin statistic from last year. Oh my god! Yeah, I know what I know what it is. He doesn't want to give away his his article that he's tracking in on, so makes sense. Yeah, you gotta worry. All the data's in the cloud. It'll be released soon. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, all right, Sean, thank you for joining us. Are you pretty excited about what's coming? I, I'm excited to watch the. Next I mean, I don't know thing. how you can't be. I think it'll be a good weekend. Yeah, I think so too. Should be should be fascinating. And I love. I mean, I love the Brooks nudity photos dropped this week. I think it adds a, a distinct storyline. He was great in his press conference today. A distinct storyline. Why was he great? He's like, at least I had the balls to do it. He kept saying, "Sounds like he uh, said there the word. was that." I mean, yeah, that that pun was in there. I don't know. He just. He's like, yeah, I mean, I walk around the naked in the locker room. These guys have seen it before. He just, he's funny. He was just kind of funny. Like, he smiled a lot today. He, you know, you could tell he was kind of trying to crack some jokes about it. Like, it was just, you know, you get that intense side of Brooks and the like, yeah, I just hit the shots and whatever happens. And I don't know. He just, the more like, he can be funny and engaging in press conferences. And uh, that just kind of showed it again, just having some fun with it. Do you think he's getting more comfortable in press conferences and that's why he's getting better at them? Oh, for sure. Oh, he's got it down. Yeah. Yeah, he knows what works. He's he's like a puppet master now with that stuff. He's, but like that's the thing. Controlling you know? the whole thing. Like you gotta get used to being in press conferences. That's something people forget. It's a new thing. Like I feel like yeah. people are so quick to say, like, oh, he's a dial tone, you know? Yeah. But like Well, I mean, he kinda was for a year or two. But- but a year or two, but like he, like how many press conferences have you been in where you've been asked the questions, Brendan? I have no doubt that I would excel at a press conference. <laughs> would knock it out of the park. I think I would be fantastic. Hold court, but that's about all I could do. Uh, Charlie um, Belgian beat friend of the pod Roberto Castro in the third round of the 2002 U.S. Junior. Wow. And then beat Brian Harmon, which being Brian Harmon in any oh, junior yeah. golf tournament is a big... Uh, Big deal. Yeah. Junior legend. All right. Hey, who who would you say is the best FedEx Cup player of all time? I'm curious. Like gets the most out of it, like makes the biggest moves in the playoffs? Rory's got to be up there. He's won so many damn events. 
and won it what once. Is it? I think it's Rory and DJ share the record for most playoff wins with four. Four. It's somebody else. Tiger, maybe. No, not Tiger. Maybe I guess Tiger. just just FedEx Cup in general. Like you know. I think it's Rory. He's won it. Yeah. He's got four wins. He's got a runner up at Atlanta. He's got he's got a bunch of. I think it's Rory. And really, I mean, think? I think I think too. I mean, 2016 uh, Tour Championship is the most. I feel like most memorable. Yes. About Rory, like he's got the major wins, obviously, but like a lot of those were routes. Uh, but I don't know that hole out the wedge, like you mean Kevin Chapel and Ryan Moore. Yeah, that's that's like to me the most memorable Rory shot. The hole out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's up there. For I think sure. it's the three wood of the Honda. That was a great one too. Over was, the water. Yeah, that was. Was, Which Honda was that? That was twenty. That was the twenty twelve one we were talking about. Yeah, that was, was it twenty twelve? That was Jim yeah. Mariah. Okay. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't later? It might have been Nike. No, that, I think it was the later one. It might have been Nike. Nike Roy. I think it was. Oh, the... does he miss the putt? And then, no, then he loses in the All R's playoff. He misses the putt, and then he loses yeah. in the playoff between him, Russell Henley, and Ryan Palmer. That yes. and Russell, maybe Russell Knox, that uh, that Henley wins. Yes. Was that, that four man playoff and every name started with R? I don't know. But that three wood was not the twenty twelve one. I don't think. I'm pretty sure that was a later later Honda. All right, we're off we're off track here. You know, I think it's Billy Horschel. I think we're right on track. That's what people tune in for. You think they love the conference call vibe whenever the three of us get together. It's just like a conference call. <laughs> I think it's yeah, Billy Horschel. Right, yeah. Twenty fourteen Honda Classic playoff. Russell Henley, Russell Knox, Rory McElroy, Ryan Palmer. Uh, it's, it's, why do you think it's Billy Horschel? What are you because he's about? he's most exceeded his his level of play. How yeah, many times has he made it to Atlanta? He finished fifth last year and he won one. That's enough for me. Like he yeah, shouldn't was, even be there. Does he Diff? have what five wins and like two of them were in the 2014 playoffs and yeah. finished second at Boston that year? Yeah, he's like been like a machine in the FedEx Cup. Plus, winning at Cherry Hills, man, I love Cherry Hills. You're excited to go back there, huh? Oh yeah. Is it going back there? Yeah. So do that's you, do you get to go back there? Now that you're know. on the tour, I, now that you're now that you got bumped up to the tour championship, you do, you don't get to go to Cherry Hills. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. I don't know. Matt Kuchar's <laughs> been kind of a machine too. Kuchar, he's a machine everywhere. Yeah, what are you what are you counting? Like top ten? You know who's five? sneaky stunk at the FedEx Cup? <laughs> who's that? Ricky. Yeah. Never yeah. been a factor. Might be the uh, most damning he won, thing. He won Boston. That's the most damning thing, Andy? <laughs> yes. He's he won not, Boston he, one year. He's contended in majors, but like he's never even contended in the FedEx Cup. Which makes be it, he won in Boston one year. But no, he wasn't. He was never a factor. Yeah, but in he's Atlanta? Top five back in the control your own destiny days. Control yeah, but he Atlanta. wasn't a factor. Is it? Uh, I'll I'll wait till Smartin's off the line for me to make my comment. <laughs> no, I want to hear it. I can see what you're saying. Is it? Is it? A, is it a championship? Is it championship season if Ricky's never been a part of it? Because he's mean? always a contender. You know, he's one of players, and he's contended in every major, but he's never contended in the FedEx Cup. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. It is. It is an argument against it being included. I suppose. So All right. I would think he would contend at East Lake. I don't know. I know you would think so. He I, well I mean, East Lake's a hard golf. It's a hard golf course. I've he didn't seen- play well today, right? He did not play well today, as far as I can remember. So I think I've zeroed in, and Skip Bayless might not be an idiot. When <laughs> oh my God. Ricky, Ricky might not be long enough to that's, win a, to win a that's, major. That's that a wasn't the take. That wasn't the take. <laughs> I know. I'm just trying to adapt it a little bit. The take was he wasn't tall enough, like height wise. He's too short. Not with the driver, too short in his, you know, from head to toe. So I think he needs like ten more yards though. I'm looking at numbers. 
<laughs> Always looking at numbers. He's 31st in driving distance. It's, it's 303 yards. It's not, not elite enough off the tee. Not in today's today's uh, PGA Tour. That's why right. he doesn't win a, mu- a bunch. Any other parting takes? Skip. No, this is this is from my day of research. This is one of my right. one of my. This was not meant Look to go to out that. of the. That wasn't meant to go out of the take chamber. It wasn't ready yet. <laughs> the, the take chamber. All right, Sean. Any other party shots? You good? You ready? You ready to cover three more days? I'm excited to Victor Hovland to go from winning the 2018 East Lake Cup to winning the 2020 uh, FedEx Cup at in Tour Championship. There you go. Low key, Hovland is going to probably be a monster. He's, his ball striking stats are unbelievable. There's nothing low-key about that, right? He's also, a huge, uh, huge fight in my Twitter timeline about who actually is Victor Hovland's coach. <laughs> who are the contenders? Who, who, who? Uh, so apparently, the word that I have heard is that he consults with many people, but at the end of the day, and like picks brains, but at the end of the day, builds it himself. So then oh. people are debating if some of these people are his real coach and if not. Uh, okay. Sounds like a profound question. Like who does number two work for? <laughs> sure. How, All right. I, I, hey, if you were going to pick gun to your head, <laughs> this is about the eighth time of the British started to end. Hovland, I can get up at four in the morning. Hovland or Morikawa? Uh, Career. What's the question? How many wins? Career. Majors? Just career. End of the day. I, I'm going to go Hovland. I think so, too. Morikawa. Why Hovland? Power? Longer? Driving. I think Morikawa's main thing is, is his amazing iron play. Right. I think Hovland is pretty close in iron playability with a little bit more length and just drives it like a machine. Longer. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, I think, too, is, is the combo. He's, he's got the daily double. All right. That's it. I'm not asking for any more parting takes on Kraft Corn Ferry players and, yeah, uh, Ricky's ability to win the FedEx Cup. Sean, thanks so much for joining us. You're busy down there in Atlanta, so I appreciate you lending your time to us. Andy, uh, good having you, as always. Everybody, enjoy your weekend. It's the last event. We made it. Last uh, three rounds of the uh, PGA Tour season. It's kind of sad. I know. It is kind of sad, but cherish them. And then we'll turn on a rainer just two weeks later. You'll be very excited. That's true. That's true. All right. Enjoy the Torch Championship. We will check in with you guys on Monday morning. (laughs) 